The following message is from Temple Bible Church. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit www.templebiblechurch.org. Christmas is a time of contrast. It's a time of contrast. And I thought about that when uh, I thought about the excitement of kids and then men at the mall. Okay? Think, think about those two things. I mean, you've got the excitement of kids and you've got men at the mall. Uh, we're talking contrast over and over and over when you look at the difference between the two if you were to go and look at them. Uh, that is not me, by the way, over there. Um, so we see the contrast between uh, all of these folks. There's a contrast that takes place in the scriptures at the birth of our Savior. Actually, the birth of our Savior, the shepherds came, and a little later, uh, the wise men came. And I'd like for us just to think for a few minutes tonight about the contrast, and that's why. Why shepherds and why wise men? But why, why did God not send the Jewish leaders? Why didn't he send the Roman authorities? Why didn't he send military folks or journalists or, or someone in that day and age of historians to record the event, but he sent shepherds and wise men? Why? Why did he do that? I want you to think with me for a couple of seconds about these unlikely guests, these two groups of folks who were unlikely guests at the birth of our Savior. So let's look at a contrast between them, and then we'll look at a comparison. First of all, a contrast. The shepherds were unaccepted socially. They were unaccepted socially. They were unaccepted by the time of the first century. Shepherds were not even allowed to testify in a court of law because some of them become thieves and had taken so much of the, the, the sheep that were in the fields, etc., that, that they were known as culprits, actually. And so in a court of law, they could not testify. Not only that, but they were not allowed to go into the temple. They're not allowed to, to, to go in the temple for two reasons. One, they were always with the sheep. But secondly, they were always with the sheep. And where the sheep go, they went. And where the sheep went, they walked. And so they were unclean. And so they were actually not permitted into the temple to worship. They were socially unaccepted. Uh, on the flip side of that, though, we have the Magi. The Magi were of high social standing. In fact, if you were to look at the Magi and look at when they're recording the scriptures, they came bearing gifts fit for a king, and we'll talk about that for a second. But there are two other places we see the wise men referred to in the scriptures. One is in the book of Daniel. The other is in the book of Esther. In the book of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. He calls in men to interpret that dream. And we read these words in Daniel chapter 2. In Daniel chapter 2, it says, Nebuchadnezzar called into his presence. Now, get there in a second. He called into his presence the magicians, same word as magi, same root word, the conjurers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. And so they came in and stood before the king. And then a little later on, Daniel has interpreted the dream. And here's what's interesting. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 48, it says, And the king, Nebuchadnezzar, promoted Daniel and gave him great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and he became chief prefect over all the, do you know who? The wise men of Babylon. The same word. Jot down in your mind, on your phone, whatever you're taking, look at Daniel 2, 48. So all of a sudden, Daniel is promoted, and he becomes the chief of the wise men the Magi. Knowing Daniel's life and knowing Daniel's influence, I would assume that Daniel spoke to the wise men of his day of the coming Messiah because he would prophesy of him and certainly of his God. The other time we find wise men mentioned is in the book of Esther. It says when uh, Queen Vashti refused to come in the king's presence, the king wanted to know who he should select as king or queen to replace her. It says, then the king said to the wise men. This is Esther chapter 1, verse 13. 
He called in the wise men and said to those who understood the times, for it's the custom of the king to speak before all who know the law and who know justice. And so what we find is twice wise men are called once before the king and once before Daniel, and they were men of high social standing. Not only that, but they were very well educated, as we'll see in a second. But when they came into Bethlehem and they came to where Herod was, he immediately invited them into their presence. Because Herodotus, the Roman historian, tells us that a king in the time of the Medes and Persians would not come into office unless he mastered the disciplines of the academic of the Magi, unless he was proved by the Magi. And so these were men, you ever wonder why they were ushered right into the presence of a king? I mean, that's highly unusual and highly unlikely for most people, but because of their social standing and because of who they were, that happened. The shepherds were known as people of the land. The Jews had a term for them, people of the land. They they would be like the migrant workers of our day. They typically did not have the privilege of education. They typically were moving from pasture to pasture. And the result of that, they were often poor. Contrast that to the Magi who came bringing gifts. Now, the shepherds didn't bring gifts. First of all, it was a spontaneous time when the angels appeared and they went. But secondly, they didn't have much of this world's means. On the flip side, though, the Magi show up months later and they came bringing gifts came bringing presents of gold, frankincense, myrrh, gifts that were fitting for a king. And they could do that because they had wealth. The the shepherds had limited, probably no education, because in that day and age, as people of the land who were not socially accepted, it was very unlikely that they would have been educated. On the flip side, though, we have the magi who were highly educated. They would be in the PhDs of that day. We know for certain that they were those who, they came from the priestly line of the medium Persian empire, and so they would be educated in their ways, but also they were experts in astronomy and astrology, as we know from following the star of Beth- to Bethlehem, and if you were here for the star of Bethlehem presentation last night, you heard all about that. Geographically, the shepherds were locals. They were outside of Bethlehem. The distance from Bethlehem to Jerusalem is a distance from Temple to Belton. And they were watching sheep, and the sheep they were watching were probably sheep that were often used for sacrifices in the temple. Think about that for a second. Shepherds watching sheep that would be used as sin offerings in the temple were the first ones to go to Mary's little lamb, who would be the sin offering for the entire world. And then we find that the Magi came, and they came from the east, and they were called foreigners in Matthew chapter 2. So why'd they come? Why shepherds and why magi? When you look at the contrast between them, what you see is that they come from different social backgrounds, they come from different economic backgrounds, they come from different educational backgrounds, and they come from different ethnic backgrounds as well as as, as, as geographical backgrounds. And I, I think the reason is because God is looking at two extremes and he's saying, the one I'm sending to you comes not for some people, but for all people. And so he picked the two extremes, the magi and the shepherds, the white-collar guys and the blue-collar guys, the educated and the uneducated. So when Christ came, he came not only for those who would be socially accepted, but those that would not be, not only for the wealthy, but also the poor, not just for the uneducated, but for the educated, and not just for those in Jerusalem and Judea and that area, but, but or Jerusalem and Bethlehem, but also from far parts of the world. Christ came as the Messiah for all people. And so here we are with magi and shepherds coming. So it doesn't matter, my friends, what race you are. It doesn't matter what background you're from. It doesn't matter if you're wealthy, if you're poor, if you're educated, uneducated. It doesn't matter which side the tracks you came for. Jesus came for all 
people. And one of the reasons he chose magi and shepherds, the two extremes of that society, is to show it doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, what you've accomplished, how much you have, the color of your skin, none of that matters. But he came for all people. Now, here's another thing that's interesting. Not only are there contrasts between these two groups, but there are comparisons between the two. Both of them received a revelation of the Messiah's birth. We know the shepherds had angels appear to them when they were in, in, in the fields. Don't be afraid, the angels said. For behold, I bring you good tidings of, or bring you glad tidings of good news. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So they received a special revelation. Jai, following the story of Bethlehem, received a special revelation as well. The birth announcement. The birth announcement. I got curious about birth announcements. I love the creativity that's used in this day and age about birth announcements. And uh, here are some uh, current birth announcements or birth announcements I ran across. Uh, there's the announcement of one. Uh, here's another birth announcement. I like that one. Some of you may be looking for ideas for the future. Uh, here's one. Bo- girls, one. Boys, one. Tiebreaker coming in June. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Mom and dad are getting a pet human. Uh, Baby Hill is coming in the summer. And then my favorite one is this. It's a kid in a, in a crib. Eviction notice. And <laughs> then it says, uh, please be out of this crib by such and such a date because uh, someone else is coming to take your place. <laughs> you know, those are clever birth announcements, but they pale in comparison to angels in a star that was revealed to the shepherds and the magi announcing the birth of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so both of these groups of men received birth announcements. Both of them obeyed God's summons. The angels told them to go into the town of Bethlehem for there they would find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and the magi were told to follow the star and both of them obeyed the summons of God. There's a guy named G.H. Chapel, and he preached a sermon, and he said, suppose they had not gone. Suppose the shepherds had not gone. Suppose they stayed around the campfire and talked about the brilliance of the angels and the, br- the brightness of the angels, and suppose they talk about the what message might have been, but they had not gone to town. Don't miss the obvious here. Both the magi and the shepherds, they not only obeyed, but they found the Messiah. This is not a hallucination. This is not a dream. It's not a vision. It's a truth. Both of them went to a place where a child was born and they responded to who that child was. And so when we look at this, don't miss the obvious. They were sent there to find a baby. They were sent there to find a savior. They were sent there to find Jesus. Did they worship the Messiah when they got there? This past week, we studied joy on Sunday morning. We're looking at the days of the Advent. Tomorrow, we finish our entire series, one service tomorrow, 10 o'clock, and we'll talk about love. Did the, magi, did the shepherds worship the Savior when they found him? Listen what it says. And the shepherds went back to their flock, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as it had been told them. They went back worshiping God. And then we have the magi. And what we find for the magi is that after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground. And what did they do? They what? Worshiped. Read that with me. And they worshiped him. And so what we see is that both of these groups of men, they came back and they worshiped the one that they were called to see. So why the two extremes? I believe the two extremes are given us for this reason. Don't be afraid. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be 
Not for some people, not for a few people, not just for special people, but for all people. No matter your background, no matter your wealth, no matter your poverty, no matter the color of your skin, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you've done, Jesus came as the Savior, not for some, but for all. He came for you, and he came for you, and he came for you. On this Christmas, would you consider him the baby that they found in that manger who ultimately went from Bethlehem to Jerusalem to give his life on a cross that we too might have eternal life by trusting in him for our salvation. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and he was given for all people. Father, we thank you for that simple message. We thank you for choosing a group of men from each extreme of society to show us that you didn't come for some, but you came for all. And so in this night, as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate our Savior, we say thank you for coming not for some, but for coming for all. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So the response was a response of worship by the Magi and the shepherds. So let's conclude our service by standing and worshiping together and singing about that beautiful silent night.